as soon as we get the giggle, we'll start this episode. It's all on you, Casey. Should I be like, Garrett? It's all on you. Should I, should I hold my did, fan up for you? Did you guys listen to the uh, Voices of uh, Minneapolis? No. I haven't yet, because I told you I was doing that research stuff on the people that we're looking towards gotcha. for interview stuff. So uh, Voices of Minneapolis. That's what I named it, I mm-hmm. think. Or uh, Voices of Magicon. Yeah. It's that bonus episode that I made. People's mm-hmm. reactions had, and thoughts. Yeah, we had Casey... Yeah. Garrett Johnson, our, our big no, G, Amu, yeah, Big G was on there. Amu was on the normal episode. Yep. Um. Uh, we had Chris and Noah, Casey, Casey and Noah. So yeah, that's right. Something, something, old men and not knowing how to play magic on a computer. <laughs> Legit. I'll accept it. I guess so. Huh? I guess so. so. Let's let's get this episode on the way. Yeah, yeah. He got us to giggle. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 188 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. There's Danny. Thought I'd join this week. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I think he only decided to join because he heard that pizza was going to be here. Basically. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, no Big G tonight. He is uh, being an adult and hanging out with his family. Good on him. Good See, on him. I almost did and, that tonight. And he's getting ready for our weekend coming up for a bachelor party for a buddy. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to be responsible. I hope you all get uh, very toasty. Oh, Ben, ben will. <laughs> we'll just be responsible for him. And uh, hopefully he flips out like a colossal dreadmaw would. <laughs> He'll be trampling everything. <laughs> and, Just give and him that a, dinosaur, a dinosaur costume. <laughs> get, oh, oh, what's that? The dinosaur co- oh my card God, from, why the, fuck did I do this? from the, the, the unset. No. Uh, old fogey. I mean, old fogey, but there's like, you know, the, the Johnny Combo player card. And then there's like the guy that's dressed in a dinosaur. And that. Oh, the Timmy. It's Timmy. Okay, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. Get, get him dressed up like a Timmy card. Like a Timmy. So that other voice that you're hearing, the making of a god, Anthony. Yeah. Was that good? Was that ominous enough for you? I'll do No. That. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> terrible. Says, terrible. The pantheon is coming. That's give it, all that matters. Give it a shot, Danny. Let's hear no, your ominous I, voice. No. I, I, no. Do, do it in your Danny voice. How about you just yeah, I'll continue do it. with I can the, do it. the, the, the words on your sheet over there, We're sir? All, we're all the about- making of a god. With that, I really thought we were in a movie theater there for a hot second. Oh, all right, thank you. <laughs> we'll move on then. <laughs> we're glad that you guys decided to join us for this episode. Oh boy, it's going to be a wild ride. Danny got uh, two. Uh, what's the thing? Corralling kittens. He's going to be corralling kittens. Where are the kittens, Anthony? Meow. Hey, Johnny, get out of here. <laughs> We'd like to take the mo- uh, take a moment at the top of the podcast to express our sincerest gratitude and thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to This Week in MTG. We know that there are other countless MTG podcasts to choose from, and we're honored that you chose to listen to ours. We appreciate your support, your feedback, and we want you to know that we're always striving to improve and make our podcast the best that it can be, and we could not do it without you, and we're grateful for your continued support. 
That was wonderful. That was Ooh. good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's so, finally through the opening. Yay. So so from all of us here at This Week in MTG, thank you for listening. We also need to give a big special thanks to the patrons of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to hosting the website and the podcast feed, buying the packs and cards for the monthly Patreon giveaways. So ginormous thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, KZB, Taylor M, Ricky R, and newest patron, Chris. New patron. That's awesome. I know. Welcome, Chris. I'm so happy we got another one. We need more. You don't sound too happy. Well, I... You sound very unenthused. I'm posting something to our Discord. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be responsible and be a part of it more. This is not like very responsible. Listen, so. I'm excited, okay? we I love it. We got another Patreon. It's awesome. Our patron to our Patreon. If you want to be crazy in supporting us, too, check out our Patreon. Links Thanks, down below. We have two tiers currently, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 gets you put into a monthly drawing for booster packs. We give away three. And then at the $10 tier, you get put in for a commander card, commander cards that are valued between $15 to $20. They're both kind of fit around a theme that we decide i think in june we're gonna try since may was mommy themed in june we're gonna find some daddy themes father so we'll we fit. did kind of miss something in may though too we could have done no memorial day that's not an important holiday yeah. uh, that's a very know? important holiday actually yeah. well th- well, that holiday yes i thought for i thought for a second you'd go like star wars like no <laughs> No, we're not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about important holidays. Like That's a really important one. Well, Get, that, get the Knights and the Warriors. To too. the nerds, May, May 4th is a holiday. I, I so. understand, but we're magic, nope. not Star Wars. I think hey, I, said, would. I said nerds, but... This weekend, Star Wars, now we're going to do two? Might as well. I mean, that's all on you, because I'm, not, I'm no. not a Star Wars person I, at all. I, I like Star Wars. I'm not, I don't care enough for that. Though. I want magic. I'm here for the magic, okay? If you're unable to or don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also support us by sharing this episode with your friends, your play group, your LGS rival. It's a great way to support us, getting us out there in front of uh, ears. Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you're listening on. iTunes has their comments, their reviews, stars, same with Spotify, and that's about all I know for podcatchers who have uh, rating and review systems. So give us a review of whatever you think we are worthy of. Another way to support us is you can check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in Fargo, North Dakota. Let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. So thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown where you'll know what we're going to be talking about. 
starting off, we're going to go to the Boggle Desk, where Anthony's going to give us a sugar and salt report, talk about the store championship of Standard that happened last weekend, and the J-Dub store championship, and then talk about some upcoming events like Arena Champs 3 and MagicCon Barcelona. Then we'll move to the news where we talk about uh, Festival in the Box, Moto updates, Arena updates, Ban updates, and an update on the TCG Union. Yeah. Uh, the TCG Union. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Foundation starting. The workers. Yeah, the, the, the workers. They're starting, they're starting to unionize and how that's going. Yeah. I know that there is a specific word. You'll think of it later. And, uh, I, You'll I, I, think I, of it throughout the podcast somewhere. From there, we'll move to the Conjured Currency section where we'll play our fancy little game of Guess Why a Card Went Up or Down in Price. And no, I have not read it just because I read the other ones. I read The Nimble Mongoose by Jason. That was a good uh, one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. I, MTG Stocks has great articles, and now I am forced to not read the weekly winners' updates. It's true. Just it's because Matt's of this game. game. Just because of this game. It's now. just for Matt. And then we'll end the podcast, and y'all can go home. Yeah. So, Anthony, you ready to take it away at the Boggle Desk? Oh, we're going right over to the Boggle Desk. So let's start it off. We got some salt and sugar reports here. Uh, the sugar side of it all is for Garrett and I, because we gave our good buddy Ben, who is the bachelor party we're going to for this weekend, his sickest birthday gifts ever. If people want to, oh, well, well, first off, like we're talking like colossally sick. Like he was dreading it. His ma was dropped hard when he saw. His artist print that I got on, which was Colossal Drenma. <laughs> and then the best part was we somehow swindled his brain out of believing what the next one was from Garrett. And that was something really cool. And I mean, it was because it's blue because it was Phantasmal Drenma. So uh, if everyone, anyone that's listening or listens later for this, like I did put in our Discord on the pics, the picture of Ben holding them both up because I figured that's something really good to put out there. Um, it is a inside joke, and personally, I don't really want to go too deep on the story for that. So if you want to know more about it, you can hit me up in the Discord or Garrett, and we'll explain that. But it's an inside joke that we've had since Colossal Dread Dreadmaw came out, and then like due to like a printing number that they did for that uh, card overall over a span of time. So, um, but yeah, that was the sugar part. The salt part was, of oh, course. Right. Quick, quick, quick thing, though, you got to mention is Ben hates Colossal Drama. You didn't like emphasize that. Well, I didn't want to tell the whole story. You don't have to. Okay. Tell. You, just, you yes. just say that. Our part. friend Ben does Hate. not like Colossal Dreadma. It's because so, Garrett and I keep telling him it's his favorite card of all time, to which I said, if you want to know more about the story, get that in, part will have to be come find us later type of thing. Or get in the Discord. Or ask him if you ever see him if you're in Fargo. Uh, but yes. So that's the sugar. Had a lot of fun. Played some magic on Friday night at Garrett's place, um, and like we just did things here and there. Garrett and I played some Oathbreaker. Uh, I played my Oathbreaker giant deck that I had, and found out that I need to change it because it's too free ranged on too many things to do, and I need to refocus my Johnny Vengeance deck. Okay. So I need more more life gain hate. I found out because two cards is not enough. <laughs> And also, I need more drawing card effects in red. So, like the excess draw discard stuff needs to be getting there more. Ren's resolve. Yeah, that's the thing. Reckless, I, uh, like I said I, I made it to free range, so that's why it was fun though playing against his giant deck. But it just got to that point of like, you're beating a dead horse. Like, can I? Should I concede now or later? Um, so it was fun playing that. Uh, played some modern. Played some 
kind of legacy, not legal legacy decks for Ben and I, and then, you know, just did some different stuff, and it was great. And then uh, Garrett showed me the monkey deck, because it's now complete now, which is even even better. Uh, Kibo. Yep, Kibo. Um, Taki to which Prince. We, to which we also discussed, too, that, like, Gruel doesn't have a super high amount of hug theme cards you can use. And I was like, yeah, no, Gruel, Gruel normally just smashes face. I was mm-hmm. like, it's hard to do that. I said, you gotta use so whatever you do, it's pretty, for hugs. yeah, you, you do. But I think it's cool. I think the design he built for it is pretty damn good. So, um, so I'm excited for us to play that spell tip sometime. So Salt, though, which was no magic with Jason Ashcraft. Yeah, yeah, he got, uh, he got sick. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we even said anything in the Discord. If you're in his Discord, no. he was doing a uh, traveling trip around the states this last week, but he got sick midway th- or oh, not even not midway even th- midway. He, he just he, started. Yeah, he just started. He was like a couple days in, and he got sick, and then he just turned around because he didn't want the uh, the memories of this to be tainted with being sick. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was he was going to be swinging by Fargo and hanging out with us. And yeah. so we'll be doing that at another point. Yeah, we'll catch him. Oh, um, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, that's salt and sugar. Uh, but yeah, let's go to the Paradox Store Championship standard. You have your top eight, which first place was Brandon L. Second place, Kyle B. Third place, Dylan. Uh, fourth place, well, I guess I could say his name, Sengu. Uh, but you know him as Dylan. Uh, you have fourth place, Blake. Fifth place is Gibbs. Sixth place is Terrence. Seventh place is Trevor T. And eighth place is Jamie L. The finals were between Brandon on Rakdos midrange and Kyle on Orzov midrange. Uh, where ultimately Brandon came out as the of the fight as the champion. So, uh, kind of still once again proving that point of the Rakdos midrange deck that also took the Minneapolis uh, Pro Tour. Uh, it's just a it's a powerful deck in standard and mm-hmm. you know coming up like we'll talk about later too from Danny's side of it, but like. Would not be surprised if some cards are getting cut from that deck somehow. So um, there, there needs to be a change in standard. Standard's good. Glad standard's going to have this new rotation thing too and try something different. But like, this is what you're seeing where some things they might have to be more aggressive at banning or looking into maybe. So uh, then J Dubs, they had their store championship that they did was draft. Uh, was competing in some, or J Dubs was competing in some drafting for their championship, and the results were the finals of a top four, which you have first place is Amber, second place Trevor R, third place Caleb L, and fourth place Javier. Uh, so we have some upcoming events, which we, if you go on to the MTG Melee site, you can see a bunch of those ones coming up. Like we have, they have a lot on the Melee one for what they got going there. So I'd say probably just, if, if you guys want to check it out, do that. Otherwise, we'll go to the main things like for the Arena Champion three edi- Championship 3 Edition. Get out of here, thingy. <laughs> Every time you go to their site, do you agree to these cookies? I've said yes over 100,000 times. You're getting fed cookies. And mind you, you're doing this on your phone. I am doing this on my phone. <laughs> I don't have time to ruin my computer, okay? Professional podcaster right here. Mobile. I am mobile. I'm not stuck to a laptop or a tower. I am mobile. 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 All right. So uh, we have the Rio Championship viewer's guide. You have your information for invitees, qualifications. 
we're just going to skip down to qualifications. Oh, that is not what I'm looking for. <clears throat> what? Where's my thing at? This thing right here. That's the gist of it. That's it? That's all I get to talk about is that top piece? Yep. Wow, they really did some dirty on us here. Whatever. Anyways, it's their third one. $200,000 Arena Championship Showdown features the top players of the Magic Arena battling it out on May 27th through the 28th. Oh, hey, there's some more stuff. Uh, How the tournament will play out. On Saturday, we have rounds one through three, May 27th to be exact. Uh, March of the Machine draft. Rounds four through six will be standard constructed. Then we'll move into Sunday, May 28th, and rounds seven through nine will be also standard constructed with a top eight single elimination standard constructed. Finals are best of three matches. Uh, as players earn their... Oh, you got to move it up a little more. A little bit more. There we go. Uh, as players earn their seventh match win, they'll automatically advance to the top eight playoff. Final standings at the end of round nine will determine any remaining top eight slots available after all players with seven wins have advanced and any ties for top eight slot will be determined by final standings after nine rounds all right so what's at stake you got you know that's uh first place you get thirty thousand dollars second place is twenty thousand third and fourth place is fifteen fifth through eighth will be ten then you have seven thousand for thirteen or nine through twelve thirteen through six is five 2500 for 17 through 24 and 25 through 32nd get $1,500. Uh, additionally, the finalists and the winners of the Arena Championship 3 earn invitations to the Magic World Championship number 29 taking place at MagicCon Las Vegas September 22nd to 24th of this year. Oh, hey, it's right here in front of Face Better now. Thanks. <laughs> I'm such a noob. Professional podcaster here, That's folks. It. That's pretty much it. Point is, uh, yeah, big, 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 big stuff for that one. Um, that'll actually be pretty exciting to see. And then we have Magicon Barcelona coming up. Phone. Goddamn mobile. Is your house made of tin? Because like it takes forever to get in here. Are you not connecting to my Wi-Fi? No. I thought I gave you my password. For my computer when I brought it the one time. See. Bring your computer. <laughs> I know. I just like using my phone. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, Wizards of the Coast and Reed Pops Epic Partnership is bringing the MagicCon to Europe. MagicCon Barcelona will be a full weekend dedicated to celebrating Magic the Gathering attendees. Or Magic the Gathering attendees can expect to see some epic cosplay, meet special guests and artists, shop exclusive merch and incredible products and enjoy panels and events on the main stage. We even convinced Jimmy Wong and Josh Lee Kwai to bring Game Nights live overseas. That's pretty cool, actually, because I was watching a, a thing on YouTube last night, and that's something that they kind of mentioned about it. I didn't realize right away what they are talking about, because uh, Rachel Weeks, that works with them once in a while, or... Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, Rachel Weeks. She was saying how that will be her first time ever in Europe. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's a good time to go to Europe, you know? Never a bad time. Gotta go to places. Uh, also, this show will be full of magic play and will host the final Pro Tour of the year. We will have an incredible variety of on-demand and scheduled tournaments throughout the weekend, such as Pro Tour qualifiers and the Secret Layer Showdown. So what are you waiting for? Get your badges, book your flights, and ready your favorite deck 
we'll see you in Barcelona. Which also, by the way, for the viewers too to understand, if you are going to this, which I doubt a lot of us around North Dakota are, but you never know. I mean, I know we're not going. We're not going. We just went to Minneapolis, and uh, that was a great time. It was but, a great time. But the big thing to take away, though, of what we had seen and heard about is if you get in the Secret Layer Showdown stuff and can win top eight or spots in those, awesome prizes, just like Wade got the monkey. First place would have got a chase. Yep. You know, so there's that stuff. Um, no, no, no. It was a brainstorm. Or no. Pro Tour, no, no. Pro Tour winner got the Jace. No, Pro Tour winner gets Brainstorm. No, oh, whoops. No. Yeah, yeah, it is because there's okay. only they only have four they're making, and that's for the very top. The Jace, the Jace is part of the monkey stuff. I could have sworn the Brainstorm is. Well, you can check up on it, but I'm pretty sure the guy that just won the uh, Pro Tour had a giant Brainstorm card next to him, and the little one. So you check that out, Matt. But Doing that's really important. Um, the on-demand events that are part of like Gavin's secret stuff, if he has them there, you definitely want to get in on those if you can. A lot of cool things for that stuff. Um, also, to look for like special merch from around the uh, different vendors that Wizards has there for themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, like I hit up Ultra Pro and actually got the uh, the playmat. Confirm. Brainstorm okay. is from the showcase showdown. Okay. From the secret layer showdown. Okay. And uh, that's awesome. Yes. Okay. Good to know. I I didn't know 100%. I really thought the Pro Tour part was, but no, no, then never because mind. Because the, the, the secret layer showdown, it makes it more valuable because it's a side event. Yep. And, and only, currently, there's only two of these in yep, existence. Two so far. Barcelona going to be the third. Third. And then, and then when Worlds will be the fourth. fourth. Okay. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. Because, like, what's the fatal push then for? That's for the 32. 32, top eight winner okay and then relentless rats is just part of the buy stuff uh the relentless rats is part of the festival box that we'll talk about when we get to the news section okay so that's a new part that's been added yes okay and then the jaces then it's top eight for the pro tour stuff jaces wizard of barge version non-foil first place gets foil yes okay still valuable stuff all around uh but you know for secret layer first uh merch though um like i got from the ultra pro i actually got the brainstorm playmat yeah that cost me $75, and the gal working the till, not the one I went to, but working one of the tills, she literally said, like, yeah, you might want to pick one of those up since we still have some because right now they're going for, like, $250 on eBay. And I'm like, it's only Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. They're going for $250 on eBay. And I looked that up when I got home, and I was like, what the fuck? Because that just means, too, these are limited play mats. Yes. That, that's not promised that those play mats we got at Minneapolis are going to be the same ones at Barcelona. Correct. Because they're part of a secret layer project piece. So, um, like I said, if you find a cool playmat at Ultra Pro or wherever from the Magic store itself for the merch line, like pick up the unique items if you're really into Magic. If you don't care, I don't know, pick up whatever the fuck you want then. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, yeah, that's kind of what we have, though, for all the upcoming event stuff and everything. And Barcelona's going to be a lot of fun. And once again, Pro Tour stuff is standard. So, uh people enjoy standard that's all i can say it'll get there it'll get better it's too expensive to go to barcelona yeah yeah to no, it's the same playing standard yeah well that too now oh yeah probably is well we'll see about that but <laughs> uh well hopefully no one asks too late this time around we'll jump into the news here 
I'm supposed to mention how sad Danny and Garrett are for missing the Minneapolis Festival in the Box deal. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you guys get the deal this time? No. I don't have money now. <laughs> yeah. So we got some Festival in a Box options for MagicCon <clears throat> Barcelona. Both options come with a mystery booster box, an Arcane Signet promo, and a Relentless Rats promo with art done by Godmaker. That is a pretty sweet rat. It is a very sweet rat. Uh, now, the difference between the two bundles, one will be aimed at Commander players with all four of the Boulder's Gate Commander Precons and both of the Brother War Precons. The other one will be aimed at drafters with getting a draft booster box of Brother's War and a draft box of Dom Re- Dominaria Remastered. The drafters' dream bundle, which is what that one is called, is going for $319.99, and the commander's fan bundle is going for $299.99. Currently, they're on pre-order, and there's nothing that says that you can't, you know, like pre-orders closed, according to the Secular website, as of tonight, uh, May the 22nd at 7.26 p.m. Pre-orders are available. Release date will be July 21st, and shipping, free shipping for any orders over $199. Or well, so. you're covered on this one. Yep, yep. But, yeah, no, this is these both, once again, they're good bundles, and they're valuable, I mean, there's nothing wrong with what they're what they're giving you. So, I mean, if you really just look at it from the drafter standpoint, like you're getting three boxes for for ninety nine dollars a piece, pretty much, right? Yeah, because uh, mystery After, boss, even with taxes, mystery booster convention is two twenty, I think. Yeah, two twenty. Remember, because yeah. yep. I had two of my accident in my fucking yeah. receipt. <laughs> yep. Yes, they're they're running for two twenty. Um, each of the other draft boosters, they're usually around one twenty, anyways, or more. Um, I was doing probably now they're a bit more since they're older sets from winter and fall. So, cause we're past, we're, well, we're encroaching the end of the Dom's Dominaria remastered, uh, print run now and brothers war is already out of the print run. So, and according to TCG player right now, Dominaria remastered draft box unopened are selling on TCG player for 136 bucks. So, I mean, yep. Like I said, you should check what brothers war one is. So far, uh, the price does seem to be worth it. Yeah, they're increasing. So it's like if you want that. If you want it for draft purposes and everything else, yes. Yeah, and the draft box is 80 bucks for Brothers War. Ooh, that's really low. Yeah. Did you see that Aftermath boxes dropped to, what was it, 50 bucks? That 60 no mo- bucks, I think it was. 60 bucks. For the that epilogue? No, that, yeah, the epilogue packs. What about the no collectors? Was that the collectors, or was that just the epilogue packs then? That was epilogue. That was just the epilogues. So yeah. Let's look ah, and see. It's okay. Realistically, and, uh, just buy singles from that one. The collector display is 142 bucks. Uh, currently, yeah. In the past three months, uh, May 25th, the price was at $239.80, and now we're at $142 for the box. Yeah. The collector boxes of Aftermath. Well, I mean, what do you expect? There wasn't a lot of. There's only 50 cards. Mm-hmm. People were very. I mean, don't run like that. There, the, the top end stuff that your mythics are and some of the rares are like really good, but that's still not enough to sell, like a box of collector or a box of like the epilogue because like the variance wasn't really that good. I really hope that during the Q, the Q2 review that Hasbro does, you know, they talk about 
aftermath because this is the first time that they're doing something like this. A I side feel, thing, yeah. I feel like that is going to be something that they're like, we tried something like this. This is how it turned out. Here's the numbers. If they talk about it, it did good. If they don't talk about it, it didn't do good. That means the chop block's coming. Because right now, I'll tell you, it's like uh, Magic Mike's talked about this. So that would, would be the sad part that comes up with this, like they talked about in their podcast, which is this was a tank. Like this failed hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like the next one they're going to bring out, if they try doing this again, it's probably going to be just amazing. And then we're ready for a third one to come out. If they don't talk about it at Hasbro, guess what happens? We don't get a third one, and then it's all over again. Yep. And then it's just like, but this is a this is a really good, this is a good product. I think the price point, yeah, they needs to change. Like they missed it on the price point. I the, feel like right now, you know, one hundred fifty two for a booster display no, of this. Well, is okay, like so for a collector booster, terrible. Uh, if you would tweak some knobs, the collector one I could say no more than a hundred fifty, and then you'd be at the right point. Especially if you're tweaking the knobs with like the the variants of cards and like the variants of like uh, art styles or whatever you're doing versus like the epilogue box. That that should never have been more than fifty dollars because like I mean I bought a box, I felt super underwhelmed. Even though like I did pull a Nissan, I pulled. A couple other cool things, but at the same time, I was like, "This is still not that amazing," and I don't feel like the uncommons and the other stuff they put in there was really worth it because, like, maybe it shouldn't be fifty, just fifty cards. Maybe it should be a hundred cards. Like, add some more cool uncommons. You know, like you had you had two good uncommons, or you had like eight total good uncommons, and everything else was just kind of like, meh. Like even the other stuff, meh. I definitely the only thing with this is the aftermath. Uh, I I hope that the next round that they do is like, take some criticism in to to change it. If we don't get a third one, that's fine. Concept is cool. Happened maybe somewhere down the road in like ten years is when yeah, they'll they give might it come a back. shot again. They'll never come back to it. If they, if they it's like they Wizards always. They said they never go back to Kamigawa, and yet Kamigawa but is that... still their biggest winter selling set. Okay. But the difference is, though, that was an entire world. This is just a product line. Like you can Doesn't look mean at, that they won't go back to it. You can look at a lot of their past merch and stuff they tried. Uh, great example too of something that was an extra product line: the Planeswalker spellbooks. We stopped at three and never came back. Well, which is sad because be, that was actually a really good concept. We, we did come back, and they changed them to those commander products that were then like a hundred bucks: the the commander green, the commander black. Which also would never come back to those either because those aren't selling that well either. So the point is, well, if it's not good the, enough, the spell, it stops. The spell books were great. Yeah. And they just changed it from spell books to going with those. We're whatever. just doing commander stuff. Yeah, the commander so, name and up at the price. Like, that's all it was. Point is, Wizards chops what's not. They cut the head off that's poisoned, okay? That's how it works. And Festival in the Box is not poisoned because. No, <laughs> Festival in the Box is amazing. They're good deals. And you should always get them if you can afford to. Yes. So. There's that bit. Moving right. on. I like the in-store secret pairs. In-store secret pairs. I think he's talking about the secret layers. That the oh, secret layers. <laughs> yep, he just fixed it. Yep. <laughs> yes, that was also really cool. Yes. Did any of you guys pick that up? No, I did not. No. Do you know if Gary picked it up? I did. <clears throat> I do not know if Gary picked it up. I think Paradox still has some up there. I don't know if Josh has any still. They're pretty cool. I really enjoyed mine. It was. Uh, it's a cool thing to do to the LGSs. I, well, yeah, they get something cool to sell. I, I feel like after the backlash of the Ultimate Edition Secret Lair with the 
the was it the pathways first or was it the fetch it was the fetch lands it was, it was the ultimate five fetch lands yeah the yeah. five enemy fetch lands enemy fetch lands and not it was like the allied even three hundred and ninety nine dollars or three hundred yeah bucks which for isn't those. which even the foil and you, versions of those and you get a very cool box Ooh. <laughs> I didn't get a cool box with my secret layer thing but I don't really care about the box the box is just space. No, yeah, the Fetchlands wasn't so good, and the Pathways was meh. They were cool, but once again, pull that price <clears throat> take down just a little bit. Nope. Nope. It's Hasbro. Money. Mm-hmm. Speaking they of should it. just go back to uh, From the Vaults. From the Vaults were good. I love the From the Vaults stuff. I yeah. think I bought three You bought vaults. the Angels, the Relics. Did you buy Annihilation? Yep, I bought Annihilation, because okay, that's so where I got my God of War. There we go. Or Wrath of God. Armageddon. Armageddon. That's when I got signed. I always like the singles from those. That's what my favorite part was, like just getting singles. <sighs> the memory jar. I really wanted the memory jar. I have that one at home. Yeah. You could, you know, you can get a From the Vaults Relic on eBay for only a shy price of how much randomly? Like $8,000? Yeah. $8, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not a bad value. <laughs> we looked at uh, Pastime Games at Yep, they Mag- had one Magicon. for $900. Yeah. Of that alone. Hey, there you go. And then, Danny, your gem mint. Someone, re- did we talk about the? No, you weren't no, here last we week. Nope. Uh, to talk about that, of how someone on eBay have recently posted up on the uh, on a 10, gem Ye- mint 10. Yep. From the, the, from the relics. From the relics. PS, uh, yeah, PCG. So those that don't know, uh, Danny, from his, from the, from the vault relics, he got a, uh, he got the Mox Diamond there. He went and got it graded during COVID times. Took yep. a long ass time. Yep. And it was took a whole year and a half. There's a whole fucking story, and it's graded. It's slabbed. It looks beautiful, and he keeps a close eye on on eBay sales. And just I, the it, other it's, week, it's just more of like, hey, how much? He's is checking worth? every five minutes. Oh, not quite. Just to find out, like maybe once every couple of weeks. And so, just the other week, he drops this nugget in the Discord, right? Or was it at the group? It was, the group chat. Discord. Discord. Okay, he dropped it in the Discord. Yeah. This nugget. Uh, someone's selling their PSA 10 Mox Diamond for $10,000. From um, the Vault Relics Mox yep. Diamond. Wow. So it's the first of six that are priced out. Because it didn't... It, for a long time, it was priceless because there was no price for it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, no one's going to sell it for market price of $800 or whatever mm. it is right now. Well, then it's like people didn't know because of foiling and stuff or like the value behind that, really. Right. But I mean, if you get it slabbed into some plastic, nobody cares about the curls. Well, never curled either. Yeah. Because if it's a Gemini 10, never had a curl anyway. Well, it did have time, though. Mine That's, definitely did not. I know, but I'm saying like, it just, I'm just saying. Right? Like, yeah, no. If you, if you did not put that into a hard case or something like that, like those, those from the vault stuff, like they had some bad. Oh, yeah curling problems uh, that's why well, there's complaints for foils but of those foils i guess my my annihilation one and my angels don't really curl oh that's good i think it was before i think those ones were before that that problem card, yeah the card stock change so but i just remember well i just remember also too like when all the new foil stuff came out like people were complaining saying like gosh this stuff's worse than the from the vault stuff and i was like well, that's a good sign. Maybe it was the last, like the last couple sets from the vault that was bad, but yeah. the three that I bought were fine. Oh, that's good. So, but yeah, it's now it has a price on it. Now I need to get it actually insured or put it on my insurance. Yeah, for a that. separate insurance. 
plan you have to put down. How, how many people are watching that uh, that sale there? Um, a, that auction. It's not an auction. It's literally a post. Oh, they're just saying that they're their price. They priced it at ten thousand dollars. Did it get um, like appraised of like this is what it's worth? No idea kind of a thing. Like, it's just the price tag. Okay. So yeah, I have no idea. <clears throat> I mean, he has the guy has a picture. The person yeah. has a picture yeah, no, of it. A, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Of what it's, where it's from, where it got grades. I mean, just tossing up there for for ten k. Yep. Yeah. That's how you do it. Let's see if someone will bite. There you go. But uh, anyway, yeah. Moving along from that. Back to the um, news. Yeah, that's the real news. Go back for a bit of news. Um, the next bit of news will be done in our typical quickie news style. MTG uh, Magic: The Gathering Online, arguably the best tool for players to use. We're interested in getting competitive into 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 competitive magic. Um, their latest update article announced that the return of the all access event starting May thirty first, my birthday. Um, more details Ooh. about the re- all access event will be released later. But what we do know about the event is that a person purchases a token. Is that a person purchases a token that will then give them access to all the cards on MTG Go our MTGO for a limited time with some exceptions like secret letter cards, old border night, power nine, etc. Um, another update MTGO is to the treasure chest. Nothing too wild, but just getting updated with March machine cards. And the final bit of moto news is that there's a scheduled downtime June 14th to herald in the Lord of the Rings set. Ooh. Exciting. Wah, wah, wah. Mm, the rings. So good. Anything else? Want to say anything, Matt, before I move on? Cool, good. We're keeping this next round of news quickies in the digital space. The arena space, first off, is a quick reminder that May 23rd, arena will be available on Steam. Rejoice, you Steam nerds. And the final arena news quickie is that the that, blah, that with the patch update of 2023.26.10 there is a quote we are adjusting currency prices in euros to create pricing parity across devices and platforms and better account for VAT value added tax PC players paying in euros will see price increases by around 10% bringing them closer to mobile prices which are not changing we are also removing the ability to switch between paying in dollars or euros players in Europe will now only have to pay or I'll have the only option to pay in euros. This is kind of a big thing actually. Yeah. Like uh wasn't Pleasant Kenobi kind of going on about this a little bit? Was he? I, know I don't that. know. I heard I've I've heard rumoring of like I don't know if it was him or if it was somebody else, but it's a huge thing because uh well, first off, I understand the reason behind why because you know, uh the company itself wants to get maximum value from every single market of what the value of their money is worth. But the other side of it though is like, you know, now you, if you're in Europe, you're getting kind of screwed yeah. on the whole situation and you can't uh, enjoy that low commerce part of life. I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a buzz. This is a buzz. Welcome to the capitalist lifestyle. Christian. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. Everyone else that's over in the European area, you get to now enjoy capitalism at its finest from America. Burr, 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 burr. I mean, the positive side is at least it's 
more money to wizards for stuff so they can make more stuff. You mean Hasbro? Fuck them. We don't care about them. Fuck you, Hasbro. You're a jerk all the time. Let 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 Watsy be a thing of its coolness. Anyways, yeah. That's what I got. Danny, I think we're swinging it back to you. Wow. Matt's not talking tonight? I think we're trying to keep this quite fast. Oh, okay. Uh, do I mean, you remember? I, I could do this part if you oh want. Oh, my God, no. Nope. Shut up. Shut up, Matt. Matt, shut up. Flying Just deck shut box. up. Anyway. Flying divider. Uh, do you remember that the other week when you mentioned Watsi was planning on changing up how they do in the BNR announcement? Well, we now know uh, a little bit more. Oh, now we now have more information on some of their plans, what their plans are. Uh, last week's uh, weekly MTG stream with Blake Ramison had William Huey Jensen and director of play programs, well, that he is director of plays, and Adam or Andrew Brown, principal game designer, on to start a discussion about how Watsi will tackle, tackle the philosophy of BNRs and the creation of set schedule for BNR announcements. Like yeah. how you did that and like, hey, go back to the link. Well, I, I, I didn't have time to finish typing this. So. God go damn back. it, sir. Go yeah. back to the beginning. <sighs> now I got to figure out where what I need to read. I can take I can take this part from here because it's pretty straightforward after this of like cuz sure, this Sure man. Do it go man. Ahead. Do the rare. Do the rare. Do the rare. The the gist of this is that there will be one major ban announcement that happens every year before the autumn set, before the previews happen, before the autumn set that will affect all formats. Uh like they'll look at all formats and like have it done there. But are you saying there could be a commander band coming? I, that's not. That's the RC. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, uh, that's funny. They're there's gonna they're gonna be doing bands at that point every year at that time to not only combat uh, the new extension of standard being from two year rotation to three year rotation, so that way their the sets mesh nice. If there's any powerful cards that get made, which the kind of schedule that they're the schedule that they're creating really makes a person think that there are going to be some pushed cards that are going to be coming in the future because not only is there going to be the set schedule of before previews for the autumn set of a banning there is a period of three weeks after a set gets uh released of they uh, do potential like a, banning where they yeah, kind of keep test a court, trial yeah keep an eye on but with that three-week period they said that that is like emergency button action banning kind of thing and the examples that they gave of like an emergency level banning in that three-week window would be oko levels of banning uh felidar guarding sahili uh, hogak hogak was in there (laughs) and so like those ones are like the emergency button in those three-week time frames after a set gets released i don't think they clarified if it's only for three weeks after premiere sets or also like uh, extension products, you know, like maybe a commander masters. Like if there's going to be a three week band after that, I, or like a Lord would, of the rings. I would assume it's just premiere sets that affect like your main, like top end stuff that deals with standard pioneer and modern so much. Cause like legacy and vintage is such a, it's such a free range of things that exist where it's probably a bit harder to track. Well, like do, fully. Well, doesn't I mean, this, Legacy and Vintage kind of self ban their own cards? Well, they they, I mean, they don't or self control. They self control to a point where they figure out because I mean, realistically, 
Legacy and Vintage are the same things based off of like like two falling archetype ideas mm-hmm. alongside of one having a restricted list with minor bands and then of course just a straight band list. They're mm-hmm. the same formats except split by those yep. those means. But yeah, they I would say that I don't think those are the ones they concern about so much right away. I mean if something would, it'd probably fall under this three week thing anyways. Because they'll see it. Yes. Because like new cards come out and get put in, but I would probably guess it's for the premiere stuff and not so much the extra things that come out. Yeah. So things that are like your mod- your summer modern set they try to do, which this year it's Middle Earth mm-hmm. or Tales of Middle Earth. And then into whatever the next standard stuff coming through the gambit. Yes. So that's the rough, uh, the rough thing of the set schedule that they're working with the banning. And we're going to see how that turns out. I know my little side note with this is having a schedule set up like that don't worry, Danny's been just clinking water. his fucking ice this whole damn time. I know, this is just water. So is mine. Yeah. What's worse, me or him? Sorry. We're just making it worse because of him. Because we're, we're quiet at that Perfect. point. We try to overtalk the ice. So your fault, Danny. So Play man. That's, that's the rough schedule. We'll see how it turns. And my thing is that I'm definitely on the side of, like, this makes me think that we're possibly going to be seeing like more powerful cards that's stuff that are, that's going to like skirt the edges and i have a really I'm, I'm skeptical on the emphasis that they put on that three-week emergency ban kind of a thing where it's like a oko level stuff like okay oko level stuff is going to get banned how often are we going to get an oko then in well, each of these sets like i mean i don't think I we're feel gonna, like that's an extreme but I, like yeah they, in that they just in want the ballpark they want the point because they don't want it to be situations like uh, standards pass where it was uh, Cobblade was way too powerful and strong. And then all of a sudden they didn't ban anything until like a month before the rotation of it. So once again, like the Oko, the once upon a time, like things that they made mistakes with, like they, they're working to not let that happen. Make I mean, mistakes. You, you try really, I mean, you do make mistakes though. Cause like, once again, it's the argument always is, would you rather have cards like that? So you can play with multiple different formats of it, or would you rather have everything just be underpowered and no one likes it? Yeah, it, it falls back to I that mean, whole like, discussion. Like leading up to fire, it was the Ixalan, the original Ixalan, and uh, Thrones of Eldraine. Like that was the whole the gap, the 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 two differences, the two different spectrums of like, okay, there's some good cards in Ixalan, but everybody views it as a very underwhelming set, and then you get into Thrones of Eldraine, which had like ten cards banned from it. Yeah. In I like mean, multiple formats and shit. That's like huge. That, so that's a big thing to have. And like especially if you're gonna revive standard, like yeah. you really need to you need you need the envelope to be pushed in a way where it has to be looked at and say, Okay, like right now we have all the removal that we want. You have removal in every color that can do something or splash to a color. But then down the road, though, we're not going to have all this removal all the time. Like it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little archetype we're, yeah. change. We're, we're going to get. We're, we're still going to get like good removal as sets go on between the new Ixalan and the return to Eldraine and stuff. Like, yeah. there's going to be good removal. But things. Then. But when the rotation starts getting to them being the one on the block chopping part to get out, I mean things change, and that's okay. We'll get another growth through the growth for the throat then. <laughs> But um, or infernal grasp. When when it comes to the standard banning and stuff, I'm I'm very hopeful. The fact that uh, William Jensen, Huey Jensen, is kind of like leading it, I have a lot of faith that he is going to do his damnedest to make sure that it gets 
revived in a manner that's beneficial because you know he, he was a pro player for channel fireball he was uh, a great player is a great player and now he's working for the play design uh, play team uh, his title of work, yeah. working with that and so i don't know i have high hopes that when he says that something's going to get like worked on like i don't know uh, high, high hashtag hopes. fables fine yeah no it's not get out of here that that's a problem card so speaking of the uh, hashtag fables fine that leads us into <laughs> the the next bit of the standard bannings here is that next week monday we are having a special banning announcement article that happens to kind of uh, preemptively lead into the philosophies that the, that the pillars Watsi is gonna the, the philosophies of banning that Watsi wants to uh, involve with themselves, you know, and utilize going forward. Yeah, and so next week we're getting a ban, and it sounds like it's strictly just going to be hitting standard. And if you're anywhere on MTG Twitter, Facebook, or stuff like that that play any amount of standard right now, everyone's speculation is that the only card is going to get banned is. Fable of the Mirror Breaker. And so, Casey, uh, I, I know that your uh, hashtag fable is fine, but I think there's a good chance that the ban hammer is going to come down on on poor old Kiki and shatter his world, shatter his mirror. That's okay. It's a format-defining card in multiple formats. Uh, one, one thing to note here real quick, the reason why they're waiting to do this specific announcement till next Monday is to wait till after the Arena Championships 3 yeah. because players have tested with the, the, the format for Standard here and they don't want to like throw a wrench into everybody's testing that they put like a month months into for yeah, this. No. So. I mean, we've seen, we've actually, I don't remember exactly what it was, but they did that with a card. Inverter of Truth was the big yep, one that they there it did. Is. I was uh, about to say Pioneer. Yep. Like they banned it before. It was a big, big tournament. Houston, GP Houston. And the, uh, the only reason why I know this is because it was there was the the the, the last of large events before COVID really shut shit down. Yeah. So uh they banned it there yeah. and people are like, Well shit. Well what the <laughs> fuck am I gonna do now? Yeah. Play so. a different deck that I don't want to play. And so the philosophies with the banning, like it's going to be interesting to see how everything that was with this last week's live stream is like right now it's just a discussion. Nothing was like set in stone. Like I'm just paraphrasing like what yeah. was going on there. And that with this article coming out next week with the banner restricted, it's going to be more solidified. And they just wanted to open up the discussion of how wizard views bannings and like their, their, how swift they're going to come. And ban things like saying, you know, Oko level shits and Felidar Guardian, Sahili Rai uh, interaction and stuff in, in standard. And a lot of it does seem standard focused, but they will also be looking at Pioneer, Modern, yeah, Legacy, Vintage. So. Um, yeah, I guess the only piece I'd add to this is like, I kind of, I'm excited to know what they're going to talk about next week because then for me, that gives insight towards uh, modern and like pioneer processing mm -hmm. in mind. Cause like I would like to play more. I, I actually would if, I mean, if some place would have standard around here, that'd be great. Like I would like to play more standard, especially the way it's going to be now versus also I would like to start playing more pioneer because pioneer actually is finally getting to a point where I feel like the diversity level is where it should be kind of like where it took modern, you know, a few years to like find that groove of things versus Technically, now we're kind of in Modern Horizon 2. Uh, Modern Horizon 2 block format. Well, not even just say block format, but like, uh, um, I'll think of the word probably later. Saturated? Uh, no, 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 no. It, it's like uh, uh, building blocks or um, 
um, blueprinting, like modern, modern, yeah, modern horizon and modern horizons two um, had, and this is one of the things I listened to this morning on the podcast from the faithless brew. And they're talking about this really important of the idea. Like they, those sets were built by really intense people that care about modern. Yeah. You had, so you they, had a lot of, they big took, names in there. like I said, they took blueprint ideas of what I know it's not blueprint. I'm messing this up really bad right now, but they took like blueprint ideas of what, is in modern that people want to see and have, and they're like, these are the ten cards that make this deck. If archetypes. you want archetypes, yes, archetype builds. Um, so like elemental archetypes, and then you had like your infect archetype that came to be what it is for hammer now. You yeah. know, I mean, not that that specifically was that, but like they built archetypes and block or building block pieces to make make things for you to have, and then you just as a player you have to navigate through that and decide. How you want to play. So, like, I love the sets, but at the same time, I agree. Like, it doesn't leave the diversity there anymore. But, once again, it's okay. And, like, with this banning stuff, hopefully they find a way to make the bannings right for Pioneer and Modern. When it, when it comes to Modern, it's it, a lot of people talk about, like, you can't, you, you essentially cannot run a Modern deck without some form of cards from the Horizon sets. You're going to need... An unholy heat. You're going to need a prismatic ending. You're going to need a subtlety just to like be able to keep on par with yeah. the other decks there. And like my favorite line they said too was like either yeah you play all the decks that have a sprinkling of modern to them or you play Amulet Titan, <laughs> which doesn't have anything for it really. Because even like the saga is really not that big for that deck. Like they just run it because it helps get Amulet. Yeah. The reality is like they really don't use anything of Modern Horizons at all. They got endurance on the side. So they have a total of maybe five cards between mainboard and sideboard. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's so so small for what they do. But anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. I think it's gonna be really uh, impressive to see what they're gonna do. So next week's gonna be a big news week for sure. And whew, I feel like that whew. one, as long as shit doesn't like other shit gets added, like I feel like that's gonna have a lot of discussion. Yeah. Afterwards. So. But uh, the next bit of news here, Danny. You want to you want to take that tweet? No, that was yours, sir. sir. Yeah, your name's on that purple want, boy. Want to do it together? No. Nah, you just do it. Then we'll go to controversy. Okay. Tweet, so, tweet. So next, we got an update of the TCG Player Union. I still can't think of the word. Like the, them trying to unionize TCG employee player employees trying to unionize. So from TCG Union dash CWA on Twitter. Since we won our election in March and were certified by the NLRB at TCG Player Management has delayed and refused to join us at the bargaining table. They keep denying us our... Oh, Wayne Garten writes, have ignored status quo and denied our first request for information, a normal part of the bargaining process. They also appealed the certification of our election to the national branch of the NLRB, a move meant to delay bargaining it's time to put up the pressure we'll be taking our own actions uh, we will be taking our own actions but we need your help follow the link to sign a letter to the ceo rob bigler and tell him to stop delaying and come to the bargaining table we are here and are ready for as long as it takes and it leads to a petition site called solidarity with tcg player workers uh we're very you know let, let workers get their rights that they need and don't let's you know big businesses stomp on giving workable wages and accommodating them with uh proper 
rights, wages, and benefits and stuff like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're we're here. Treat to, your employees good. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're the backbone. Why would you make them suffer? Right. Uh, currently, one of the questions I did see that was in the tweet is like, uh, when are we going to start uh, picketing them? And then, uh, when are we going to start picketing TCG player? And they're like, not yet. Still working on getting them to the bargaining table. So boycott. Uh, boycott. That's the word. Boycott. Uh, boycotting is something that might be coming in the future for TCG player. And there are some people on uh, on Reddit posts as well that I saw that they're uh, deleting their TCG player subscription uh, in solidarity with uh, mm-hmm. the TCG player uh, union workers. So that way, you know, TCG player needs to get, come to the table is what it really sounds like here. Yes, they do. They'll lose a few million before they get on. But that's it's every freaking company that's have their workers unionized. It's they yeah. don't want to do anything. So no, nah, they're they're like, oh no, we give you we give you the things that you want. Pizza party on Friday, brah. <laughs> oh, pizza party, that's brah. It. That's it. Oh, you don't have to work weekends, but oh, hey, we need, we need to work overtime now because we're we're backed up. Well, whose fault's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who didn't manage the staffing problem? So yeah, uh, go check out that link. Sign the petition. Uh, help TCG Union get them to the table. Yup, unions are for the people. Casey Casey says the real question is when will TCG players send the Pinkertons? Oh God, for what? <sighs> to the union, send the t- the Pinkertons. Well, to they the have no, there's nothing there to collect for Pinkertons. No, d- the, the Pinkertons, Pinkertons were union busters back in the day. First, well, they, they were. They, I mean, they're not now. Not anymore. No, they're not. They're just there the fact, to get that product back. The, the, the fact that the uh, the historical, yeah, historically. They were they were the Rafulians that came around to quell the problem. Yeah, and they, they the Pinkertons has since, since stepped away from doing that because first off, it's illegal to union bust. Yep, and shit like that to the degree that the Pinkertons were doing it back in the uh, late eighteen hundreds to the early nineteen hundreds too. Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> are, are we ready to move to the counter currency section, <laughs> Casey? Also, as long as it isn't banned in Pioneer, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, about Fable. Don't worry, Casey. It'll get banned there, too. I don't know. I, I, fa- the discussion of Fable is this whole podcast in itself. It's a good card. It's a three-drop that just like does everything you need. I know. But before we get into that discussion, let's do some counter-currency. I know. We're going to start the counter-currency, where Matt gets to play the game. <sighs> now I got to do it. What? Yep. Y'all lost the game. Wow. You pissed off a lot of people. I did piss off a lot of people. The way that you said it <laughs> fucking made me think that. And now I lost the game, and now our listeners have lost the game. Anthony, you're a dick. Hey, I'll do it again. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about the weekly winner from May 18th. Lovely article off of MTG Stocks, as usual. Likes to talk about all the things that are changing. You can check out other articles like we talked about. Consider the Mongoose, the Over and Under, Modern Times. A lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. But to start off, on to the weekly winners. Number one was Magma Opus. It has increased at 172%, reaching $12.98. All right. This copy comes from Strixhaven. It is a mythic. It is average price $9.99, market price $8.26, foils $8.00. 
European average four dollars eighty eight cents, and as a low of right now, it is six fifty two. You okay. can get this version of this, or you can get this card in the pre release cards, promo pack, Strixhaven, and the Strixhaven School of Mage extras. It's basically from Strixhaven only, so just so yes. you know. That's the only printing it's had. Yeah, there's nothing else extra really. Just the normal stuff. Market price. Market price is what people are actually buying them at. Average, Average price, price is, is what selling. sellers are trying to sell them at. I always in my brain for some reason mix those around. I don't know why. It's no. such a weird thing. It's fine. I got you, boo. Thanks, man. All right, Matt. Question of the day is, what is driving the price of this from what format? Uh, Pioneer. Wrong. No, he is actually correct. Yeah. Can, can, I, can, can I be more specific? Because I do know this. You got the Pioneer Creativity deck that's using Torrential Gear Hulk instead to uh, uh, creativity into Gear Hulk to then get Magnum Back Opus. Into it. Yep. Okay. So uh, as as Matt said, he is correct. He gets a point for this. Do I get it is two points because I was right even with the card? No. Damn it. No, because I didn't ask you why in Pioneer it's driving yet. You know what? Fuck you. I'm not Garrett. Do you think I'm a nice game host <laughs> like him? I don't give out extra points. Even though they don't matter, but you give out dreadmas. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you not seen? Have you not seen Dreadma? It's up there with Stormcrow. Okay, that fucking it's sm- powerful. He has a smiley boy face. <laughs> a smiley boy. All right. So, as talked about in the article, uh, Magnus Opus is a card for six blue and a red instant. That Magma Opus deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Taps two target permanents, creates a four-four blue and red elemental creature token, and draws two cards. Or you can do the alternate cost on the card, which is pay hybrid blue-red pip, blue-red pip, discard it, and create a treasure token. Huh, I wonder how that works with the Down Creativity decks. So amazing. Anyways, uh, yes, yeah, so normally in, in like it's normally a, a pretty powerful commander card. It had a lot of stuff dealing with like Hanada Don Crown, everything. But the big thing is, like Matt said, and Download Creativity decks have opted over to this new strategy of going for torrential gear hulk so that you are on curve of bringing out a six mana five six creature that gets to replay this kick-ass card and now you've moved yourself into nine power on the board plus the ability to get in there uh i think one of god i can't remember the, the the discussion talking about what makes this like it's more of a linear shift from the Reed Duke in Philly creativity yeah. deck where it was World Spine Worm Xenagos, uh, God of Revels. Get you for thirty. Get you for thirty, which just closes the game out, but you need uh it's for five mana. This is four mana. So it plays a little more on curve. You can get the controlling aspect a little more. You don't have to worry about like having green because then at any point you could actually cast the torrential gear hulk late yep. in the game. It's just a solid build around where like you said, it has late game inevitability of power because you could also just do this on your opponents. Like, you you go two turns off or two turns and, like, making some token stuff. And then you can literally on turn five, during your opponent's turn five, lock everything down and then start smacking. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you can get there. Like I said, you hit for nine damage. You could hit them for a total of 13 damage, technically, because you could just tap down their blockers if they had them. But 13 is still less than 30. So, so what's your guess? I said Pioneer. He did. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was right. What's you guys were talking, so I got, I got lost. <laughs> it's trying okay. To get, trying to get back, and off on, back on track. It's back okay. On, back it's on track. Okay. What's number two? All right, number two. Nissa Resurgent Animus. This is out of the new Aftermath set. And this is also just the regular copy. We're not even talking about the showcase. Or 
the extended art or foils. That we are literally talking about double in price. Just the regular. It had a hundred and fifty-two percent increase to thirty-seven dollars. And your average price of being sold forty-five. Market price forty sixty-three. Foils are roughly forty-two. European average is nineteen and twenty-eight cents. And then the average low price you can catch this at is $37.98. Once again, this is only from Aftermath. There's nothing else special about it besides the alternative versions you can buy, which will be more expensive. Yes. Matt. Yes. What is causing, what format is causing this to go up in price? Modern. You are correct. And that's because of the Omnath Elemental decks. Yep. The big thing with this whole thing going on is for the four or five color Omnath decks uh, that deal with the Elementals, uh, this is as the standard, or sorry, I should probably explain what the card does because this will help read, out a lot. Reading the card explains the card. It sure does. Uh, she is two and a green for a 3 3 elf scout legend. She has a landfall effect that says whenever a lander is a battlefield under your control, add one man of any color. Then, if it's the second time of this ability resolving uh, in the turn, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an elf or an elemental card. Put that card into your hand and the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, so yeah, this big thing about this is that it's taking the form of two cards, like Lotus Cobra and a semi-offshoot uh, version of Risen Reef, and you're putting it into one. Um, you're seeing this as copies of like three total in a deck usually. Uh, the biggest part being that it will, if you double landfall in a turn, which I mean with a fetch land you can do that. It's much more feasible than Omnath's triple landfall, but um, it gets you to the point of you're always loading your hand with elementals which is really important for the evoke elementals yeah i was gonna say the pitch elementals are the big thing there because that's what the deck revolves around um but like the bigger part is as discussed from this article and many other articles explaining it that the fact that compared to risen reef because like the man is nice i mean like it's nice to have man we get that part but the risen reef part of it is like of the comparison versus needing a elemental trigger ability to happen you just need a landfall which your deck revolves around anyways with ran six and everything else to do with fetch lands yeah so once again this is where this card is increasing in price and seeing a lot more play because it helps get you the gas to keep going versus the argument for risen reef being not as good due to the fact that um you know you just need more to get it going but it's also stronger too it just uh, it still does die to bolt so, and other yeah. things, but whatever. A couple things in the chat here. First ooh, off, ooh. we got Hard Casey rewinding back to Magma Opus. He says, hot take, Sublime Epiphany is better than Opus on creativity. Uh, what's Sublime Epiphany doing again? Sublime Epiphany was is that that for blue, blue, choose one or more. Uh, Counterspell, like, counter the six ability. options, right? Yeah, counterspell, counter an ability, copy a thing, draw a card. Pass. <laughs> No, it's not. It's just a cool card. If you want to go in a competitive sense, sorry, Casey, but you're wrong. Moving on. Let's go to the next person's. Uh, we got a polarization here saying Nissa is basically another version of Sword of the Animist. Imagine having that with Nissa. Yeah, kind of. Like I said, it. Like I'll just go off what the article said. Lotus Cobra plus better Risen Reef put it together. So point is, good card. Number three. Number three. Oh, I've never heard of this card before, though. Oh, shit. I mean, I read the article, but like, I just remembered I'd never heard of this card before. We have Riona, or Riona, Rionia, Fire Dancer. It's a strict saving card. I don't know it that well. 
Sorry. Uh, read the card first before you go to the prices. So okay. Riona Fire it. Dancer is three and two red. Three, four, human wizard legendary creature. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, create X tokens that are copies of another target creature you control, where X is one plus the number of instant and sorcery spells you've cast this turn. They gain haste, exile them at the beginning of the next end step. It has had a 79% increase to $6.13. I know this is out of the commander deck for that stuff, so I'm pretty sure it's the only copy. Mm-hmm. Probably got some EA, too. Uh, no, they didn't have set boosters. For they that. didn't have it then. They didn't do it? Nope, okay. this is before that. So this is the only copy. Uh, average price is $5. Market price is four fifty. European average is $0.97. Cents. Christian, get some of these. Uh, low average is $2.91. Matt, what format is driving this? I'm going to have to say commander on that one if it's just only in there. But for the reason why making copies of a creature equal to the number of instances and sorceries that are cast, does it have something to do with Brawl and Kari Zev? No. No. Damn it. But you get a point at least. Okay. So you're, at, you're three for three on that part. So it is commander? It is commander. Okay. It I, try, is, I try to overreach. It is, uh, the big thing that it it pushes for is about commander. Um, the main thing it was talking about is this part here. It says, there are probably a bunch of creatures available in her color that are worth copying at least once. But there is one particular new card that has been printed in March of the Machines that people are very eager to make copies of, which is a Tali Primal Conqueror. Oh. Whenever a Tali enters the battlefield, you get to cast a bunch of spells uh, from your opponents, copying a Tali a few times from the game ending right then there. Since the 7-7 seven, seven hasty copies out of the deal, out of the deal with Trample that can hard? do a lot of damage. All you need is a mirror box so they don't die in the legend rule. Uh, there's also Terror of the Peaks, the Warstorm Surge card that do the trick. Uh, big thing, too, though, Atalia, fortunately, cannot be added to a commander version of this deck. So you can combo it with Atali, but you can't use it and in the commander leading Atali deck. Because is green identity as well. Yep, it is a gruel identity colored card. So you can only combo in a deck with it. You can't use it as your commander. So as your commander, though, Terror of the Peaks, still a good option. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bogart and Hellkite. You have a lot of cool things that do damage. So just remember that part of it. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the big reasons. Okay. Uh, on the cheap pickups. We're going to go fast to this. Uh, we have Magus of the Wheel, which is at $5 and moving up. This is the Ooh. special secret layer one from... Oh, where is this from? I don't, secret layer? I mean, figure that out, I guess. Yeah, you can figure it out. <laughs> Uh, it has been identified by MTG Stocks Premium, Penny Stocks featuring as a card that has reached the bottom and starting to consistent trend up. Uptrend, yeah. Uh, we have Jace the Mind Sculptor at $35, slowly moving down. This is from the Double Masters version. Uh, and then we have Blex Vexing Pest, which is stabilized at a dollar. Oh, stable. Yeah. And that's uh, the... That's the legendary pest creature that... That has the backside of... Like, yep, flips lands. into Search for Blex, which is... Yeah, look at the top five cards of your library. You may put any number of them into your hand. The rest of them into your graveyard. Lose three life for each card put in your hand this way. Oh, so it's not just lands. It's just five cards. Oh, okay. But yeah, pretty cool deck, though. Design behind it, too. Cool, cool base. So, But yeah, that is, that's our counter currency. If you want to keep a closer eye on any of the cards that we talked about or any cards that you got floating in your head, go check out the amazing guys at TCG Sniper. They are a price tracking website where you can enter in cards, products from TCG Player, get notified when they move up or down in price. It helps you stay on top of 
you know, the price swings that go up or down. It's a very useful tool. It's free. It has a free to use option where you can have 15 products to get entered, but it also has a plus program where if you go over there and sign up and say that the guys at this week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of that plus program, which gives you For unlimited, unlimited, unlimited products, unlimited products and things. So honestly, checking it out is totally worth it. I'd say, I mean, then at the end of the three months, if it's like, ah, I'm fine with the 15 cards, just do that. We don't get a kickback or anything from them. We just think it's a great service. So. True. And also we have part of our discord because of our, or is it yours? It's mine, yeah. yeah. I, got, I got my uh, TCG Sniper put linked into the Discord, so anything that I have on there, y'all get notified, and you yeah. see that I'm a filthy... So if you, if you like blue cards, player. you can find out what's going on. <laughs> Buy them so he can't have them. That's right. But that sounds like we're at the end of the episode. Finally. <laughs> Hold on, Danny. Hold on, Danny. <laughs> Hold Look on. Look at this. Let's check the time. Hour 18. We're, we're done before yeah. usual. Let's How good. do you think of this? So Danny, Dan's expectations is 54 minutes next week. <laughs> we, Sub hour. This is the conclusion. <laughs> this is the conclusion that we have come to. It's Garrett's fault that we're always an hour and a half to two hours. Told you it wasn't my fault. It's just Garrett. He likes to talk too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Danny. It's not Anthony. It's not myself. Garrett talks too much. Or it's whoever's gone. Always. Because they can't defend themselves. That's right. Because <laughs> we're brutal, merciless. And speaking of merciless, thank you for being merciless to the end of this episode, dear listener. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I good. tried. Thank you, legendary magic folk, for making it to the end of episode 188 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to our Patreons who support this podcast. And uh, if you want to become a patreon check out the links below to do that also big thank you to jdub sports cards and gaming for sponsoring us if you need anything magic related go check them out now do you, either of you have anything you want to add to the end of this episode no no i'm good i really thought you were gonna say something else there, <laughs> the way that you came Ooh. up no i'm good and with that magic folk we will catch you next time bye laters Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Now I got to do it. What? Yup. Y'all lost the game.